Welcome everybody to another episode of the GW Show. I am your host, Marcus Weiser, and with me, as always, is the man himself, Mr. Dan Gonzalez, who is in a absolute fucking chipper mood tonight on this oh, April 24th. And I, when I mean chipper, I'm talking about, like, the height of Larry Chipper Jones, okay? Like, we're talking, like, that level here. You know what I'm talking about? Like, he he's on cloud nine right now. He is over the top. Um, I am at a I am at a level that cannot be expressed right now. I, I, I jubilation. Mean, I'm like I'm like a little kid on Christmas morning. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's pretty much no other way to kind of say it. Uh. I mean, obviously, with it being t- today is the 24th. First off, Dan, before we get to our our big breaking news, essentially story. Uh, happy draft week. Um. I uh I feel like this is. This is kind of on the on the lines of a uh, like a like a, a Thanksgiving week, you know, or yeah, kind of like uh, Christmas week. You're you're building up to a moment, <clears throat> to a day where it's not just like the Super Bowl where two two uh, t- two fan bases can enjoy what they have going for each other. It's everybody gets to sit down. They get to see who their team could pick that either helps them or doesn't help them. Um. And I, it's also just obviously a really good time because the uh, if you um, obviously knew this reference from the league, which is kind of the only way I knew this, uh, the draft is the equinox of the uh, NFL. <laughs> so it is the halfway point between when the season – before the season starts. We are at the halfway point between when it ends to when it starts. So, um, yeah. So welcome to draft week. Um, lock and loaded. Uh this I feel like we're gonna have a a hell of a draft this this year I think, um, so yeah let's uh, let's kind of roll into it. Um, Dan, I I will allow you to have fifteen minutes of fame and glory. Um, I, All I need is eight. Yeah, I usually skip the first. Te- I I usually skip <laughs> I usually skip the first ten minutes of of any fifteen minute video. Um, that's, oh. But. Uh, <laughs> But nonetheless, um, today, obviously, uh, breaking news came out that uh, finally, after uh, five to six weeks of gruesome uh, negotiations between both uh, franchises, the Green Bay Packers have officially agreed to trade Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Um, And what I think is... A deal that I think ultimately does help both sides, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, obviously the the Packers gave up their uh, they basically swapped first round picks. So the Jets had the fifteenth overall pick instead of the thirteenth overall pick, which that I I call that a wash. I mean, you basically two two spots is not like pivotal. Uh, who even picks 14th, by the way? The New England Patriots. So it's like you pick before Bill or after Bill. So it's like you're either picking before a guy is probably graded in the third round or like you get a guy who you want. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, – Yeah, like but Bill Belichick is, my... is the shittiest first-round drafting coach possible out there. It's when it hits the fourth round theory. you have a problem. 
I have, yeah, right. I have my theory on like this whole, like just the, just the whole trade in general and like the ramifications. <coughs> okay. Um. So, um, just to break down the package, so the Jets receive obviously Aaron Rodgers. They receive pick number fifteen in the draft, and they get the Packers' fifth round pick. And the Packers receive pick number 13 in a first-round pick swap. Uh, the second-round pick of the Jets acquired in the Elijah Moore trade that sent them to Cleveland, and Cleveland sent the Jets that second-round pick. They also acquire a sixth-round pick, and they also acquire a conditional second-round pick in next year's draft that turns into a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the team's snaps. Which, in all likelihood, if he stays healthy, it's obviously going to happen. Um, but my <laughs> my theory is people are kind of like ticked that the Jets swap first round picks. And I look at it like this: your division rivals picking at fourteen. Mm-hmm. The Packers and the Patriots are more or less targeting. From what I've been reading and hearing, they're targeting more or less the same guy and. I I'll tell if if I land on that pick in our mock draft that we're gonna talk that we're gonna share with everyone in a few moments. What better way to not only acquire Aaron Rodgers but shove it in your rival's face that you're going to move behind them, but the team that you traded with just jumped them, knowing that they're gonna get that guy now, and you just blocked. You're one of your biggest rivals from getting that player. I think it's hilarious. I know who the Packers are drafting with that pick, and I know if he's available at 14, the Patriots are jumping all over him. And I think it's hilarious knowing that the Jets just kind of did that to the Patriots. Because the Jets are relaxing. At 13 or 15, the guy who I think they're going to draft is going to be there at both of those spots. You think so? And if not, and if not, that position is definitely going to be available at 15 with numerous prospects that they can choose from. Yeah, I, I think that <clears throat> I think the Jets ultimately had a plan. Plan A was was Rogers, but Plan B was like I mean, I feel like both sides were kind of sweating this whole scenario. Honestly, even though that they were wanting to get this deal done, they were really kind of sweating because there was a there had to have been a possibility for both sides that this deal could not have been done by draft night. I mean, I'm not, they probably were trying to do everything they could behind closed doors to make it like that, but I guarantee that they had a plan in place in the event that Rodgers was not their guy officially by draft night. And I wonder, again, not for, not for certain, but Dan, do you think that if, if Aaron Rodgers was not officially a jet was there a possibility that you guys get a quarterback in the first or second round i mean to be honest it was a a talk not i wouldn't say first round i would have definitely said with one of those second round picks they would have they would have they would have dabbled at the quarterback spot you could have taken you could have taken both of those second round picks and use it to trade up in the first round and to get a quarterback. You know, if a guy's slipping, I mean, there's a guy being talked about right now in the draft. 
CJ Stroud. I was just reading a report today. Well, there's two of them. There's two of them now because now apparently Levis is sliding as well. They're talking about CJ Stroud may not even be a top ten pick. Yeah, and I, I'm and I'm like, oh my god, like a, a team like that could take the chance. To, with, I've been saying it for a while. I don't think he's gonna be that good of a quarterback. I mean, the Ohio State pro, the Ohio State product. It's kind of like the only. It's Justin Fields. It's Justin Fields, and then everyone else is a scrub. Yeah, exactly. You know, but theoretically, Justin Fields is a product of S. Of well, I mean, people are gonna people they're gonna claim Joe Burrow to the day they die because you know they got to get a little bit of a win there. But it's like, nah, Joe Joe Burrow is an LSU product. That's, that's a, let's just be yeah. Let's be honest here. The best season in college football history as a quarterback came with him on the center for the LSU Tigers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. But no, it, but it, it makes things a lot easier not for both sides, and I think primarily for the Jets because the Jets did say that they were going to go into this draft as if Rodgers was already there. God forbid it, did, it fell through, and you drafted people as if Rodgers <laughs> were there. That could have altered a lot of things. You could have drafted other positions to maybe say, you know what, we'll give Zach Wilson one more crack at it, or you know, we're, we'll go dabble in the. <clears throat> We'll wait for post draft and trade for a veteran, right? Or in the fourth, or in the fourth round, we draft Max Duggan, and then we have Duggan and Wilson compete in training camp. <clears throat> okay. Like now that Rodgers is officially a Jet, you obviously now can go ahead and be like, okay, well, this is the draft plan we have with Rodgers at quarterback. We're going to draft, boom, 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 and rounds one, two, three, and four, and then we're going to be ready to go. Yeah, uh, I again, I I think that you know. <clears throat> You know, I obviously, you know, the, the whole trade, the whole trade itself, it, it is a, uh, it's complex. Yeah. It's, you know, so again, you know, you guys get a fifth rounder this year, you know, on top of the swapping of the picks, you guys get a fifth rounder, but then on top of that, you know, they get the, they swap with the first rounders. It is a third rounder this year and then a contingent second round. But if he plays more than 65%, it goes to being a first round, which we know he's playing more than 65%. Unless, like, it's like week 12, and somehow you guys clinch the division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it, then I... It's like one of those weird things where it's like, um, or if, if you guys just have, like, blowouts all the time, you know, then that becomes one of those scenarios. But, or, you know, unfortunately, an injury. Um. Other than that, you're giving up a first rounder, and but if it if it provi- if it's one of those things where you guys go deep in the playoffs, that first rounder is a late twenties pick, which I mean, <clears throat> it's basically a second round pick. So um, that's uh, I think it's okay. I think that you guys kind of made out with it pretty good because I wasn't sure, like I wasn't sure what what the what Green Bay was trying to get. I wasn't sure, like what they like at the end of the day, like what the goal was. You know, the crazy thing is too when they broke it on ESPN, Shefty reported it from what the Packers were gaining first, and he said pick number thirteen in this year's draft, and I'm like, you've got to. I was pissed. Oh, like you thought that, like you thought that. Holy hell! Like, I'm like, they were coming out with reports saying, like, oh yeah, first round pick is not available. It's not going to be 
dealt and both teams have agreed to that. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay, the judge are definitely picking in the first round this year at 13. Right. Because the way he, the way the way he reported it was like, oh, it wasn't. It was a buildup. Packers get this, this, and this, and all the and all the analysis faces dropped. And then when he said the Jets get this pick 15, everyone went back to like a relaxed state. Like, oh, okay, like Jets didn't like just say, you know what, fuck it, we're mortgaging the future. We're getting Aaron Rodgers because in a way we still, they said you still have the one pick on day one. Yep. You have your second and you have your third rounder. Like you, you didn't really mortgage your future. You still have a pick. I think they have a pick in every single round except for six and seven, I think. But regardless, you have like the core, you know, the core part of the draft where you build your franchise around usually rounds one, two, and three. And then, Four through seven is usually those sleeper picks. Maybe those like sought at, maybe those not sought after guys that can make an impact on your team. You never know. But they were able to keep one, two, and three, which I think is a huge win. I thought it was, you know, obviously it was genius that he traded for that additional second round pick, knowing that he has wiggle room that he can just get rid of that second round pick. And I'll still have second round pick to work with. And it's still an early second round pick as well so you can get some value at pick 43 agreed definitely agreed or i mean there's a possibility like you know i'm not saying it could happen i'm saying you know there's a possibility the jets with a pick 43 could come through and go and they might get an offer there's a team that might really like somebody at 43 and they might trade their first rounder next year it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's it won't like it can't happen. It just depends on what somebody is looking for, and then at that point, you might have a first round pick next year, no matter what. I see crazier shit happen. Um, I don't know what the Jets are looking for. Obviously, you know better than I do, probably as far as like what kind of prospects or you know what who they're looking for at 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 the. In the in that second round so um but yeah dan i mean just kind of go through and tell me like you know i mean just kind of have you know being a fan you know tell me what you feel like that you finally got that shit finally through like it's um it's like the it's like the proverbial uh thousand pound weight lifted off your shoulder yeah no absolutely because if this was because this was like an accident or like some crisis waiting to happen because it's just it's the jets way uh you know you know we get so much hype and everything built up and then it comes crumbling down and Mm -hmm. um you know but you know like i said it happened um I was losing faith a little bit because I'm like, if it's not going down now, like when is it going to go down? Is it going to go down in June? Is it going to go down in August or before, uh, right before uh, preseason? And once this report surfaced this last week, at, excuse me, this last weekend, that talks resumed that I'm like, okay. I'm like, I like talking. That means we're getting somewhere. Like, you know, they're, they're trying to hash this out. Yep. And then boom, and then boom, <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" We and it's like the first time in a while that we were linked to like a big time prized veteran quarterback that actually landed in our hands. You know, we were projected to get Peyton Manning when he got cut by the Colts. 
obviously didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were looking at Drew Brees at one point. They were looking at Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Uh, you know, yeah, there was a there's a plethora of names, Jim, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then even the thought, even the thought about possibility that if the Rodgers thing fell through, Lamar Jackson, and yeah, exactly, we, were, was, we get linked to all these major quarterbacks, and it just never, we never pulled the trigger, and this is the first time where like it's okay to, it's okay for me like just one year to lose your first round pick. Yeah, and there's even that there's, possibility, there's, there's, like, you know, the name of Trey Lance kind of floating around, too. Like, there were names out there that people were speculating, like, okay, this would be a good fit for the Jets. This would be a good fit for the Jets. This would be a good fit for the Jets. I mean, pretty much any quarterback that was available is good fit for the Jets, but it's like, I don't know if they could deal with the, with, with the New York media. And then it's like, but look, like, there's not a lot of quarterback market – out there that needs or not teams that need a quarterback the Jets are a team that like not only need a quarterback but they need somebody who can come in fill the void and if they're good enough you guys are a contending team immediately because y'all are essentially a playoff team with Mike White and Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson basically three role players I mean in in the sense Um, now you have Aaron Rodgers who his worst year is still a top five year, top 10 year. And he's going to come in here. He's going to have a fucking offensive rookie of the year. Uh, he's going to have a, and basically another offensive rookie of the year in Brees Hall that was hurt. He's got probably the number one corner in the league. He's got a, a fucking awesome head coach. He's got a pretty much a great, great coaching staff. He's got, yeah. like, I mean, he's got the tools, man, and he's got a division where it's like, um, I mean, hey, those AFC matchups, hey, the AFC is not the fucking NFC. Like, this is, he's got to understand no. that when he comes in here, like, this is not the NFC where you got, um, your wild card could be the Giants or the, or, you know, Minnesota or... Seattle, like your wild card game could be like eleven and five since eleven and five, uh, L.A. Yeah, Char- basically. <laughs> yeah, you you might you you might have a wild card matchup of like the Jets versus the Chargers, or the the Jets versus like um the Steelers or no, the Browns. No, it, or it it could be. No, or, or it, it could be. It could be. Honestly, well, no, I'm. I'm with sorry. Watts, with a full year of Watson. No, I'm sorry. I, I hate. I hate to. Or it could be a, a potential matchup where you've got the you've got a, a three seed Bengals team versus in, versus a, a, a six seed Jets team. You could have. Yeah. So you might, and both those teams might be twelve and five, and or twelve, or twelve wins versus eleven wins, and that and that's one of those things where you got to come in and you got to compete against that because. The AFC's got Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Herbert Lawrence, Watson, Watson, Allen, Josh Allen, Tua. I mean, I say Tua because Miami, like that's just the way they are. Baltimore, if Lamar gets gets their shit together, um, and you never know, Kenny Pickett can make that sophomore jump, make it be a little better, you know? Yeah, and then it's like. Russell then, Wilson, yeah, you know, everything. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Russell Wilson. Every, 
and then whoever, you know, like I said, you never know who the, you know, the Colts are going to draft. You never know if that rookie could just be an immediate impact rookie. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's heavy hitters, man. It's, it's honestly heavy hitters over there and they can't, uh, and then he's got to go to Foxborough and we, I mean, he's been there before, but like, you know, it's, I know it's not the same, but playing at Foxborough is one thing he's going to have to go to Buffalo. Yeah, but, They're probably going to have a Patriots Sunday night have, Buffalo uh, game in like this Patriots team is hot trash. So I'm yeah. not really worried about that going into that. <laughs> Fox, but yeah, going into Orchard Park, New York on like a December Sunday night game. Oh yeah. Which I mean, oh, to, yeah. to be fair, that's, though, that's like, gonna be that's gonna be fun. To to be <laughs> fair, like he he does have that like the one thing about Rodgers and him going to New York is he's he's played in nothing but cold games his entire career, Lambo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he's going from you know fucking Miami to New York or Atlanta in a dome to New York. He's going. From Lambeau Field, where that motherfucker gets cold in November, and he played like he played every January, and so like it, he played in some cold, cold games. Uh, played in uh, in some of those outdoor games in Minnesota when they had to play at the University of Minnesota for those few years. Had to play in Chicago every year. So, like I said, nothing exact, but nothing is like <laughs> playing like a January game in Lambeau Field, and he's done it. So it's like multiple like, times. So it's like so like playing. So like, oh, he's gonna be playing in these cold weather environments. He, <laughs> he played in them for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, this is, I, I, this ain't, this ain't this ain't shit to him. This ain't this shit. <laughs> it's just and the only thing is is coming in and I mean essentially going from NFC to AFC. It's a it's a whole. He doesn't thing. have to. And the best thing is he doesn't have to learn a new playbook. He knows that playbook. It's Nathaniel Hackett. They that and those twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one were arguably his best statistical seasons and he won an MVP in the middle hopefully of those. So it's, it's like hopefully it's so you don't even have to o- 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 you don't have Hackett. to adjust. Hopefully it's O. C. Hackett and not Denver head coach Hackett. Otherwise, oh, you, yeah, right. otherwise, yeah, right. otherwise you guys are fucked. <laughs> but luckily he doesn't have a stay in the whole team. And his offenses have been, you know, his offense was great in Green Bay. And, you know, we have the weapons. We have all the skill positions. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I think you guys so are not gonna, really. I, I think you guys really are worried about just it. fine. I think y'all are going to do just fine. Y'all are going to do great. I have no, no problems with it at all. No problem. So, uh, but I guess yeah. I'm excited for it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good time, man. Uh, you know, the, it's good when you have like the. When you have, we're not teams. a laughing stock anymore. <clears throat> no, you're you're definitely not a laughing stock. It's just a matter of you know now you now you guys have like an expectation of like all right I have exactly, to, like because if you guys fuck this up and you don't make the playoffs somehow, buddy, I'm uh, telling, I'm gonna tell you right now you might. I mean, it's gonna, they're gonna fire. They're gonna fire um, Salah. That whole coaching staff is gone. You think if they so, don't make man? the playoffs? Oh hell yeah! If you miss the playoffs with Rodgers and all these weapons you have, and that young defense that just has another extra year of experience, that's a problem. Oh, the only way the only way you get out of this is if you legitimately have just a slew of injuries and you just can't overcome it. We'll let it slide. But if this team's fully healthy. And you don't make the playoffs, yeah. That that's a that's a huge issue. 
I, I don't think you'll have a problem. I really don't. Um, it's just no. Like I said, those. Like I said, I think their divisional matchups are going to be the key because you are, because Miami and Buffalo are two playoff teams, and you know you're going to have to split with them to have a shot. You're going to have to go one and one. If you go zero and two against them, I think it's it's going to be tough. You want you you want that tiebreaker. You yeah. know, like if it comes down to like where you're both like eleven and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like yeah. that. You know. It'll come into play. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I, I think. But like so. I said, we're at a. It's it's a good time to be a Jets fan. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it's. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know any. I don't know how any way that you you could put it, my guy. I mean, it's. I I think that you guys are on cloud nine right now. It's it's uh, and what better what better time? It's like right before the draft. Like you know now, like you can finally relax and actually watch the draft. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and I know, exactly. like, this was for drafting like, for Roger. Could you imagine if this fucking trade would have happened when you guys were on the clock? Dude, that shit would have. That's That probably would have been wild if they're like. My phone, my phone would have. My phone would have crashed. Like, could you imagine? Like, honestly, like, you're sitting there in the draft and it's like in the 13 pickups, you're like, and the New York Jets are on the clock and you're like, holy fuck, like, we're sitting here at 13 and we haven't made an Aaron Rodgers. Tr-. And then all of a sudden you get a thing that says, traded and then it shows the Packers and then like you start fucking losing it and it's like you're like wait a minute did we just trade with the Packers like conveniently and it's not oh, Rodgers <laughs> okay yeah right dude could you fucking imagine that what happened y'all swapped and it wasn't for Rodgers <laughs> dude, that would have been funny as hell I think I mean it'd been funny but I would have I felt so bad for you if that would have happened I probably wouldn't have been able to record the show for at least two weeks. Like, where's Where's Dad? Oh, he checked himself. Yeah, like, uh, he's he's just he's just going through it right now. Yeah, uh, Daniel is down bad right now. He is absolutely oh, down bad. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So speaking of um draft, we have our final mock draft to do today. Um, the draft is Thursday. Um. Obviously, we already started a crazy week with one of the biggest trades, and I would say probably the biggest trade in Jets history, honestly. Um, but nonetheless, we have other teams that have needs that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams that their franchises could change entirely for the next decade if they get it right, or if so, they get it wrong. Um, <laughs> or if they get it wrong, you're gonna have to either you're gonna have to answer the critics and your scouting department, front office, everything. Yeah. Was it the coaching's fault? Was it the players' fault? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But ultimately, it is draft week. I love um, it, man. I love draft week. I, I honestly, like, I really enjoy watching the draft. Um, I'm the I'm even the type of fucking loser that watches, like, the day three. I have it on as background noise, if that makes any sense. Like, I'll probably – day three – so, the weather here in New Jersey for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's all rain. So, I'm staying in pretty much the whole weekend because there's nothing to do. So, Saturday will probably be one of those days where I'm either, like, cleaning the apartment and I'll have it on the TV just like, background noise. And then, like, I'll switch it to the iPad and I'll fire up the PlayStation. Yeah. There you go, man. But, um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no. So, um, I did another mock. 
obviously uh, I changed a lot in my this current mock. Um, I did get a little criticism from the last recording. And when I explained it to people and people are like, oh, how do you not have this guy? How do you not have this guy? You guys have to understand that me and Marcus were going every other pick. I did have these certain players slotted in these positions, but, you know, Marcus had, you know, I told him, like, my co-host Marcus had the even number picks. I had the odd number picks. Like, people are like, how do you not have Nolan Smith in the first round? I'm like, I do have him in the first round. He just, I just couldn't talk about it because it wasn't my pick. <laughs> and I know when I release this mock draft tomorrow, I'm going to get roasted by fan bases. And as a disclaimer, like I said, I understand that there's players out there that you want your team to get. It just so happens that you don't always get the flashy toy. You might just need to fill a need rather than getting, you know, instead of getting the Ferrari, you kind of might want to go get the gas-saving Toyota Camry just to fill in a need for the time being. You don't need the Ferrari right now. Like it's like there's, that, there's also – You can get that later. There's <laughs> also the thing, too, like you mentioned, there's 31 picks this year instead of 32. So – there are essentially like thirty-five to forty, like thirty-five to forty players who are first-round graded players, but only thirty-one could obviously be considered a first-round pick this year. Exactly. So it's like there are going to be guys who miss the cut. Nolan Smith is a guy who's going to be a ba- a back-end first-round pick probably this year. I uh... think I think there are a few teams that slotted him as like the Eagles. I've seen. Like around that time, like or like right or a team like a few spots beforehand, like around like twenty three to twenty eight, like around that time frame. But like there could be teams that jump up and get him in the middle of the first round. But like when we were you and I were sitting there going through the list, it wasn't like, I mean obviously like I threw like Beachon Robinson to the to the Commanders, which is like, you know I put like a, a random pick out there, but it's not like it's. I mean, Bichon has been linked as high as the 10th pick to the Eagles, but as low mm-hmm. as, like, the 20, like, in basically right at the end of the first round. We don't know. It Some teams may, there's, like, obviously, depending on, uh, Nolan Smith is going to be a first rounder. That's just, that's just the way it is. But it's, like, out of the list that you and I went through, who misses the cut? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I said, it was like I said, I had I had all these people. I had a full team thir- I had a full thirty one team mock. Yeah. Or thirty or I should say thirty one pick mock. Right. For you know, I d I didn't know what how we were gonna do. I don't know if I was gonna have the even number of picks or if I was gonna have the odd number of picks. But like mm-hmm. I said, I have I have the projected people that the media has been talking about as first round picks. I have them in the mock. Okay. Um, Marcus, how did we do it last week? Did I bat lead off? Or did you bat lead off? Uh, you batted lead off. All right. So let's 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 switch it up here. You're gonna bat lead off on this one. So, so for argument's sake, people, Marcus has the odd number of picks: one, three, five, seven, nine, etc. I have even two, four, six, eight, etc. So please, like, and I told people I was gonna post the whole mock draft tomorrow on Facebook, so you can see it. Mm-hmm. So there's no confusion, no nothing. Marcus, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. All right. Um, I feel like this is going to be pretty much a consensus pick no matter what, unless, like, even Carolina just does something to us that we don't know. But it, 
just make it short and sweet. I mean, I, if all sources are pretty much going with where, uh, you know, the first pick, the Carolina Panthers are taking Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. I feel like this mm-hmm. is going to be like the one that, unless again they they throw us for a loop here, and pick like somebody that we're not expecting, or this is the one. This be, is the one where like the pick gets announced like Wednesday afternoon before like a twenty like twenty four hours before the draft. I don't think they're gonna. We've had I, I I think that they stopped doing that shit because I feel like that they. The, I feel like the NFL wants to, like, ants us up and think that something's actually gonna happen here. True, I think the last one that happened to was Baker Mayfield. Like we knew Thursday morning that it was gonna be Baker Mayfield going one to Cleveland. Yeah, I think I think something of that nature. Yeah, like I said, we always have those stupid Twitter leaks, but um, I agree. Um, I am also, <laughs> I also have Bryce at number one. Um, so for me now, number two, I have the Houston Texans. Um, so much has been made of this pick. Um, I will say with this mock draft, guys, I do not have any trades. I just, it's hard for me to predict trades, and the trades that I really wanted to do involved interdivision teams which is very rare to happen in the nfl yeah my original mock draft i actually had the colts jumping up to number two with the texans to draft anthony richardson but i was like i was like that's not going to happen the 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 texans are not going to help their division rival get any better that trade logically makes zero sense and if that ever does happen the benefiting team or the team that helped the other team benefit you're i don't even know what to say about it yeah, I mean, um, like Philly and Dallas when they traded and, you know, Philly got Devontae Smith and then Dallas got Micah Parsons. Yeah, I mean, that ended up being the most – one of the more fair trades. It's like when, you know, when the Hawks drafted Luka Doncic and the Mavericks drafted Trey Young, it ended up becoming pretty much a both, – both franchises benefited nicely. Um, but anyway um, – I have the Texans drafting Will Anderson here at number two. I don't think – I believe the reports that they don't love C.J. Stroud. I don't think it's a smoke – I don't think it's a smoke screen play or anything. I think the Texans are also 100% open for business. That number two pick could be getting dealt within the next 48 to 72 hours. Um, but at the same time, too, is D'Amico Ryan's new head coach. It's going to be a defense – it's going to be heavy defense – Get the best defensive player. Uh, you know, it's not it's not my personal best defensive player, but the consensus best defensive player. I have the Texans taking Will Anderson at number two. All right. All right, and uh, so we've got Arizona on the clock here. This is your uh, goat. This is your. Uh, bada bing your here's the big trade <laughs> yeah so obviously arizona's on the clock um they could they could take the they, they could take the pivotal pick of will anderson but obviously with with uh dan here stating that will anderson's going to be pi- be picked um arizona is now frantically texting all of all of their side pieces and saying hey are you guys up um, essentially, and now they're going to be getting phone calls for trades because they're going to trade down. And um, there's definitely a few suitors here that I think could, could make a big splash here. Um, 
You've got. I think. I. I don't. I think when it comes to Arizona, they're going to want to look at a team that's got got the the draft capital to trade up. They're going to look to tra- uh, or to trade down. They're going to look for who they could potentially do something with. And honestly, I think the team, um, the team that honestly I think that makes the move here, Dan, mm-hmm. is, is the Tennessee Titans. Oh, okay. I like this. Uh, so now with the trade from the 11th to the third pick will be the Tennessee Titans to jump over the Indianapolis Colts. And the, the Tennessee Titans with this pick have selected um, <clears throat> Anthony Richardson, quarterback from University of Florida. Boom. Oh, man. Damn. Okay. With the, especially right. with the reports coming out that uh, – there's been a lot of love for Anthony Richardson. He had a really good he had a really good combine. Um, they had that they there's this apparently his meetings went really well too. Meetings went really well. Um, they had a they had a new like uh, was it like a, a fucking test that came out? He scored really fucking good at it. Um, yeah, I saw that. He ESPN scored. And... Yeah, he scored better than Will Levis. He scored better than CJ. Str- well, CJ Stroud had one of the worst ones there. Uh, it's. So a lot of things, good. yeah, a lot. A, it's good for CJ. <laughs> uh, t- Tennessee's a, Tennessee's a program where, um, they could go the route of like Will Levis if they want to. Anthony Richardson's a guy that has probably the highest risk, highest reward, in the sense of, um, he has the arm strength, he has the mobility, he has the out of pocket playmaking skill. It's just. Essentially, lack of time in, co- in collegiate football, and there's just a lot of unknowns. But like, but I think you had put it to on this one, Dan, that he had was it like a seven, like a what was it a seventy-eight or eighty percent chance of Buster, being a, he had an eighty, yeah, he had an eighty percent rate or an eighty percent chance of being a buff. Yeah, which I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. Um, it's not fair to kind of just say that about <clears> just anyone. Yeah, so I I think like that I, I want to know like what went into like their algorithm <laughs> like what like because like if you're looking at if you're looking at the tape, the tape will tell me otherwise, for the most part. And because a lot of the stuff that he was he is a quote unquote weakness is easily coachable and you can <laughs> fix it. Yeah. And he looks like he wants to learn. Like there's never been, there's no reports going around saying oh he was just terrible at Florida. He just wanted to do his own thing and. Just suck it up and wait for the draft. Yeah. So I I think that I think that uh I think if he really I think if like the Colts really wanted Levis here, they would maybe just jump up a spot to ensure no team takes him at three, um, just to be on the safe side. But I mean honestly, I'm not really sure. I mean we all don't really know, but I think that Tennessee. If they were to pick any quarterback here, they're gonna go for a guy. They're gonna try to swing for the fence. I mean, you're not gonna take the take the take a take. I don't think they're gonna take C.J. Stroud. Um, having a having a uh, a, a a unit for a quarterback, and when they already have a unit for a running back, um, definitely yeah. helps them out. I I think could be a, a new chat a, a a new page in the in the chapter for their their franchise. So. But go ahead All with right. the Colts, man. So 
are we doing this mock like if you took a player i can't take that player or do i can i say like what i have there um i'm kind of going i'm going off face off of who you pick but like you could be like hey i think that he would take here but for this sake okay so i'll pretend that this is actually like a real draft you just took the guy that i wanted if this shit happens, by the way, where Tennessee goes up and picks Anthony Richardson, I'm going to fucking lose it, by the way. <laughs> oh, it'd be fucking beautiful. I'll make sure I clip this exact moment and put it on TikTok. Like, yeah, hey, it, was, it was predicted here first, folks. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll do it both ways here. So the, the way that I saw on the herd when Colin Cowherd and Joel Quatt did it, they were doing it as if there's like a real draft and – you know, if you took C.J. Stroud, hypothetically, I couldn't put C.J. Stroud. I know you picked them ahead of me. Um, so at number four, the Colts I have here, they stay at four. Um, it works out perfectly for them because especially the Texans do not take a quarterback. They're like, oh, shit, like we're going to have our we're going to have our pick here because we're going to we're, we're going to have like options here. We're not going to have to worry about one, two and three being a quarterback. Right. You know, I mean, as of like right now, as it stands in your draft, it, you know, the Cardinals jumped up. And I'm not sure if you had the Texans taking a quarterback on yours, but. um, uh, I I did, yes. I, I did have. Yeah, so then if that happens and the Colts are like, shit, we might yeah, have to. Yeah, I, like, I, I mean, I like, do something else. I like the Will Anderson pick, but I feel like there's no possible way that they, they don't take a quarterback. Like, I, unless that they, unless let's say like they get an offer to trade down from like two to five or mm-hmm. uh, or if the Colts somehow give up picks to go from two to four or four to two. It's something to where that they know they're going to guarantee themselves with a CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis. Like they're going to get a quarterback unless they get a plethora of picks and they get Will Anderson and the front office is happy. It, it's one of those like weird, like, you know, when you like fill a chart out, and it's like the other, <laughs> like that's what that would be. Yeah. So like it had to be okay. like that crazy scenario. All righty. So with the fourth pick here, <laughs> um, so we'll speed it up here a little bit. Uh, fourth pick here, I will have the Colts taking C.J. Stroud. Um, they they have to address the quarterback position. They didn't do it in the off season. Um, I believe they're really all in on the quarterback position uh the way i have my mock lined up i do have them taking anthony richardson here at four um but yeah no regardless of what it is they're going quarterback at number four um and with that the seattle seahawks are on the clock all right so seattle could use a few things here um i i don't i don't know if they're gonna take they might just go best available here. I think that they're in a position to do that. And I feel like if any team does take a chance on this guy, it probably is Seattle. So with the fifth pick, the uh, Seattle Seahawks take Jalen Carter, defensive lineman from Georgia. That's the exact same pick I have there. So I think that it, All righty. You know, obviously the, the uh, conditioning issues at hand, but I think that they're going to – I think he'll be fine there. Yeah, and Pete Carroll's good with players that you know may just have some off the field problems. He's good at like coaching them up and everything. Hundred um, percent. 
So uh, number six, uh, the Detroit Lions. Obviously, uh, two weeks ago or last week was it, they traded away uh, their former first-round pick, mm -hmm. Jeff Okuda, to the Atlanta Falcons. So right there, boom, you have a big gaping hole at corner. Uh, it's a tie between Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez for the number one corner in this draft. I think mm -hmm. that they're going to end up going with Devin Witherspoon here at six. Um, I think his stock is skyrocketing just a slightly ahead of Christian Gonzalez, but it's one of those where, like, if you pick either one or the other, it's like last year with Sauce Gardner and Stingley. You just you can't go wrong with picking. It's just whichever one you like the best. Um, they're both going to give you production from day one. Yeah. Um, but I gave them Devin Witherspoon here at six. I, I, that's who I had to. I think that th that corner is a huge necessity for them because they are just they're fucking terrible in the secondary. So, no other way to put yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, with uh, Las Vegas on the clock here, um, now obviously Las Vegas just picked up Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so. Many many speculate that they possibly could get a quarterback here. They may or may not. We don't know what they're gonna do. Um, huge, huge hole for huge need for a few things. Um, I do have. I do think that th what they're gonna do, they might. It might be a little bit of a reach, but we'll see. Obviously, when you spend a lot of money on a guy, you want to protect him. So for. With this pick, uh, the seventh overall pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select Peter Skaronski, Skr offensive tackle from Northwestern. Once again, we're in agreement. That's my exact pick. <laughs> wow. I, I feel like that, uh, again, you spend a lot of money on him. People think they might want to go invest in a rookie. I don't think you do that when you spend that much money on Jimmy Garoppolo. Protect the guy. You still got Devontae Adams. You still got Hunter Renfro. You still got pieces. You still got Josh Jacobs. If you protect him, keeps the defense off the field. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So number eight, I have the Atlanta Falcons. We have, well, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock here. Um, so everyone, you know, jump up with excitement. The Atlanta Falcons draft Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia. You got to get that defense started up. They got the secondary kind of piecing itself together with Jesse Bates and Jeff Okuda. And obviously you have AJ Terrell back there. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I can't even tell you the last time. No, I could. The last time they had a good pass rusher is that one year Vic Beasley led the NFL in sacks. Okay. After that, I can't tell you the last time that they had <laughs> a, uh, you know, they had a good pass rusher. It starts over here. Nolan Smith, an explosive. Uh, one of my favorite players in the draft. Uh, selfishly, I was hoping he was going to slide a little farther. Maybe the Jets were going to dabble and see if they can get him. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, uh, not much to say. He's explosive. I, th I, don't, I think if he got, I think if he stayed healthy all of last year, he could have easily rivaled someone like a Tyree Wilson to be like the next edge rusher off, but after Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Um, and just for people to know, I have Tyree Wilson the first round. You'll see it tomorrow. I had him going number three to Arizona. But over here, the third edge rusher off the board is Nolan Smith to the Atlanta Falcons. And with that, the Chicago Bears are now on the clock. All right. Uh, so the Bears have a couple needs here. Um, the, but they obviously – they did address one big need. They got uh, – by, obviously by trading down, they did get a – you know. They did get DJ Moore, so they do have a pivotal receiver. 
um, you know, kind of a top tier target for um, Justin Fields. And obviously, in order to for him to be able to, you know, feed them the ball, got to be able to protect him as well. So with this pick here, the Chicago Bears uh, select Paris Johnson Jr. Tack Earl from Ohio State. There you go. You got to you got to protect the asset. You gave him the the toys to play with. Now you gotta now you gotta protect them. Hundred percent, man. Alrighty. Um, it's only fitting that because I'm in the Philadelphia area that I'm here with the Eagles pick here. Um, this one was tough because the Eagles to me have probably one of the most well-rounded um, rosters in the NFL where they don't really need a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't need a whole lot. Um, I know I have told you this numerous times how much of this, how much against I am of this. But it has to happen because, to me, this guy is the best non-quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. I have the Eagles taking Bijan Robinson 10th overall. I love that pick. I think he goes right there. I know Eagles fans are probably going to chastise me on Facebook tomorrow. But you have to understand that your team is pretty loaded. If you can get the running back position locked in, because now that Miles Sanders is gone, Kenneth Gainwell is not an every down back. Uh, Boston Scott only plays good against the Giants. So it's two games. <laughs> um, if you can get the dynamic runner back there, that read option with him and Jalen Hurts is going to be unstoppable. And you already have two really good wide receivers, a good tight end. You have one of the better offensive lines in football. You get a running, you get a, home run hitter like Bijan Robinson. There you go. I like it. All right. So now because we obviously did the trade, the 11th pick would go to Arizona. Um, so uh, Arizona's on the clock here. Um, obviously could use a few needs. Uh I think one of the, one of the big things that they obviously could, could use is for uh, pass rushing. That's a huge one. There's still still a b- big name out there. So uh, with the 11th pick, the uh, Arizona Cardinals select Tyree Wilson, uh, defensive end from Texas Tech. That'd be crazy if he falls that far. You know, it's gonna be crazy if, be if the dominoes crazy. work like this, and the Texans are on the clock, and there's a quarterback still out there. And that's exactly what I have going on at 12. I have the Houston Texans drafting Will Levis, number 12 overall. A stroke of genius by the by the Houston Texans front office, knowing that a quarterback is falling and they still have a high first-round pick. Um, uh, they need a quarterback. Davis Mills is a decent quarterback, but he's not going to win you football games. He's a good placeholder mm-hmm. until you kind of figure things out along the way. Yep. Um, but this is the draft to do it. You go out and get the next best quarterback that's available. Um, I'll have you know too, though. If I if they if, if they, they do it like if this, none of these trades, like if none of these trades go down, I have the Titans at eleven drafting CJ Stroud. Oh, really? Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I would think Will Levis is going. Levis or Stroud are going to be there 
but I know the Texans are not liking CJ Stroud right now, mostly because of I heard it's because he has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Not sure if that's like a real true factor, but I can understand the PTSD if that is a factor. Oh yeah. I'm sure I'm um, sure that, that like I'm sure that plays a factor, honestly, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah, but like I think there's a lot of underlying factors that have not been publicly reported yet about CJ Stroud. Oh really? Um I I think there's character issues that they're not publicly releasing yet, especially if the whole thing about the Manning camp, like he either committed, didn't commit, he just did not show up. Like that was a big deal. Right. For some reason. That was a huge I didn't find it to be a big deal, but like other people did, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, Will Levis, yeah, he's going to be a day one starter for the Houston Texans. It's going to be a project, but he's a tough guy. He had no weapons at all last year at Kentucky. All of them went into the draft the previous year, like Wondell Robinson. He lost one of his star offensive linemen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I like him as a quarterback. I think he's going to be a tremendous NFL prospect. Um, not so much of a project quarterback, but you're going to see like, you're going to see like some, you know, the rookie moments like usual, but I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in the league um, for years to come. I'm actually pretty high on Will Levis. I think um, I, I think he's going to do really well as well, man. I I, I think I, if he's positioned the way that it looks like that, he'll be fine. But um, the Packers right, are now So we got the Green Bay Packers on the clock here. Um, I think for this position, man, obviously we're talking about a new era. We're talking about the Jordan Love era. And <clears throat> it's kind of a slap in the face. You know what I mean? I know, uh, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a slap <laughs> in the face with this pick, but I feel like this is one that's going to make sense for the franchise. Um, with this pick, uh, Green Bay selects Jackson Smith, Jigba, wide receiver from Ohio State. You're gonna select a wide, I have them, wide receiver. I have them getting him. I have him. I have him going to them if they had stayed at fifteen. Yeah, I, I thought that was gonna make sense and kind of a little ha 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 parting gift from Aaron Rod to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, that's who, that's why I think they're gonna they're gonna get a, a wide receiver. Okay, uh, the uh, New England Patriots. So, fuck them. <laughs> um, so they, to me, they they were targeting Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that was like a consensus thing, and that's what I was alluding to in the beginning of the show that I, the Packers and the Patriots are targeting the same guy, more or less in the same positions as well. Um. I think they pivot out of wide receiver. I think they're going to draft. Um, I have them originally in my matchup with no choice. They're taking Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State, but you uh, have him going a little earlier. Um, so I'm taking the next best offensive lineman, and that's going to be Broderick Jones from the University of Georgia. Um, just kind of add to the offensive line. They haven't really had a lot of luck drafting offensive linemen. Isaiah Wynn was supposed to be like their next – you know, star offensive lineman, he just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, he's currently a free agent, to my knowledge. So, 
I think they're going to start beefing up that offensive line. Uh, wide receiver is a, a a big need. They lost Jacoby Myers in the offseason. Uh, but there's no wide receiver to me worthy of 14 besides Jackson Smith and Jigba. The next best wide receiver I have personally in my class is uh, Jordan Addison, but that's not till the back end of the first round. Okay. All right. Uh, well, the uh, the Jets are on the clock here. <clears throat> um, couple couple needs here that I think they could they could look at. Um, I don't think they're going to look at a like a running back. Obviously, they don't need a running back. I don't think they need a receiver. Um, I think that one thing they could obviously uh, use to help is uh, they could look at defense. They could take a swing at tight end, but I feel like that at 15 is a little too high to, to draft a tight end. Um, but obviously, there's a huge name that's still out there with with where they're picking. So um, I feel like this would be a, a, a pivotal pick that not only helps it could help the secondary, but obviously help you guys out tremendously as well. Um, with it being there, but uh, with the 15th pick, uh, the Jets pick, uh, Christian Gonzalez, corner from Oregon. Uh, if we get that, man, I, I don't know what I'll do. And it's a good thing. Imagine Christian Gonzalez, Sauce Gardner, and DJ Reed in the secondary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like You're, you're not throwing. I personally think they're 100% locked in on the offensive line. I think so. Too. The only reason I wasn't going to do that is because, and I actually have for Derek Jones picked there, but obviously when you had made that pick, I mean, we're talking about the the next available guy is like a guard that's, you know, and so I don't know if that's something you're looking at to getting like an Osiris Torrance or uh, Steve, Steve, Steve Avila or, or Darnell Wright from Tennessee. I, I don't know if you're looking to do that, but I feel like that would be a massive reach. I think Darnell Wright could be in that position. Osiris Torres, I don't think they'll take because they're good on the interior offensive line. They have Elijah Vera Tucker and Lakin Tomlinson there. Uh-huh. I think they really want to focus on getting a tackle partnership for Makai Becton. If, they, if you get a healthy Makai Becton and then you get another tackle – to go along with Mekhi Becton, you're looking at one of the better offensive lines in the NFL and the ultimate protection for Aaron Rodgers. Then the Jets just re-signed Connor McGovern at center. So now in second round as well, you can look at another position. You mentioned tight end. I read into something that tight end is actually very much in play for the Jets in this draft. I'm not going to say it's going to happen the first round, but if like a Laporta from Iowa slides in the second round and he's right there at pick 43, I could very well see the Jets taking uh, Sam Laporta from Iowa in the second round. Okay. But from what I'm reading, they're locked in on the offensive line in the first round. But once again, things can change. Guys can slide. If Christian Gonzalez is sitting there at 15, I don't see why you don't draft him just because he's the best player available and a skill set like his, you know, he's long. He's kind of like Sauce Gardner, a lot of the same, you know, builds. You might want to take a flyer on him. Mm-hmm. And we have the same last name, so I can say that I'm related to someone on my favorite team. 
All right. So we've got the Washington Commanders are on the clock. This one's going to be interesting. Do they get Sam Howell some help? I wrestled with this one, but I think here they're going to go with Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. I think you get Sam Howell, the weapons. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you, you have McLaurin already. You got Brian Robinson at running back. You have Jahan Dotson, the other wide receiver as well. I think if they can build something along the, you know, trying to give Sam Howell as much help as possible, I think they can have a very under the radar offense this year. Um, you know, I remember back in the day when they had Jordan Reed at tight end, you know, when he was healthy, he was very, you know, explosive. Uh, Dalton Kincaid and Michael Mayer, you can't go wrong. They're like tight end 1A and tight end 1B. Mm-hmm. I think Kincaid's the more polished route runner. I think he fits today's NFL just a little bit better than Michael Mayer. I think they're both going to have great careers, but I have Kincaid slightly higher. Mm-hmm. I think he slides right in with the commander's offense. And, you know, like I said, you want to get your young quarterback as many weapons as possible. So I have Dalton Kincaid coming here at 16. Okay. I think that's a pretty solid pick, too, from that. All right, so we got the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. Um. All right, Pittsburgh pretty much needs needs quite a few things here. Um, I think that they're just kind of a team that's going to look at going maybe best available. They're not going to try to do anything flashy, fancy, or anything like that. Uh, but the, but I think that in with Mike Tomlin's system, this guy's going to flourish, and I think that he's he's a pretty good pick here. Uh, the Steelers are going to select uh, Lucas Van Ness, uh Edge from Iowa. It's a solid one. That one's a very good pick. I like that one. Um, so I have the Detroit Lions. Um, obviously, the offense is not the problem for the Lions. It was their defense, primarily their secondary. We addressed the secondary in the early part of the draft by getting Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. I think they need a... A, a partner for Aiden Hutchinson. Like, if you can get, like, two edge guys going, you can have some fun. So, I have them getting Miles Murphy, the defensive lineman from Clemson, at number 18 to pair up with Aiden Hutchinson. You can get a good pass rush for the next, like, eight to ten years. You know, I'd say go for it. Keep building up that defense. Okay. All right, so we've got Tampa on the clock now um, at 19. And uh, so Tampa's in like a really weird position where they're like, they've got they've got weapons to compete, but and their division is terrible, so they can compete. But let's be honest, they're a team that really needs to kind of be in a rebuild mode. Um, they're, they're, they definitely don't, 
they've got skilled players that can't compete, but uh, they're how do you put it? They're not that. They're just not that good. <laughs> I mean, they lost obviously Tom Brady. Uh, Dev, Devin White is looking to get traded. Um, they're kind of a mess right now. They they really are. So being in that position, um, I mean, <clears throat> Tampa could be a team that could honestly trade down. They they really could. They could they could trade down with a team that potential. You know, we're we're starting to look at a team that could that could need a wide receiver. That they could jump up to try to get a wide receiver. They could you know, um, teams that might need to look at getting another offensive lineman, another edge rusher. Uh, are they are team? You know, we don't know. Um, but for the sake of it, uh, we'll keep. Like I said, we'll just keep it as is. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to select, uh, Osiris Torrance, uh, guard from Florida. Once again, we are on the same page. All right. So I got the Seahawks with their second first round pick. Um, you went with Jalen Carter. Well, we both did because I had Jalen Carter going there too. Um, their offense is still good where you don't have to add to it. You have Geno. Uh, you got Kenneth Walker. You got DK, Tyler Lockett. Um, they are a tight end heavy team. We've seen like tight ends get, you know, you know, ran out of there and, you know, we, we've seen some great tight ends come out of Seattle. There's actually serviceable tight ends. Um, but I think they're going to keep working on the defense here. Um, Tariq Wolin, who is a great corner of steel, in the, I think it was the fifth round last year. I think they give him a partner. I have them drafting Cam Smith, the corner from South Carolina, to go along with Tariq Wolin. Okay. I mean, hey, they've already got I said Jalen Carter with them there. I mean, I feel like they go defense heavy here. That I like that pick. I like that. Yeah. All right, Chargers are on the clock. The Chargers are a team that I feel like is an interesting one because on paper they really seem so dominant, but my God, they be they they just get hit with injuries left and right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know what they would go after, but I feel like that they're gonna they're gonna take a swing here. Honestly, I feel like th- if I feel like this is a guy that could be a uh, um, someone that's gonna make make their team a little bit better. A position that I feel like they could get them just a little bit over the hump. Could be could be the pivotal guy, but the uh, Los Angeles Chargers are gonna select Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. I think you. I think you must have hacked my phone and got into my mock draft. <laughs> I yeah. I I promise you, man. I didn't. Jesus I didn't look, Christ, dude! <laughs> I didn't look at it. Like uh, we haven't talked about any of this. Like <laughs> it's pretty weird. That it's wow. been spot on with the stuff. <laughs> like damn. <laughs> 
Um, so the Ravens, the good old Baltimore Ravens, the just most confusing team of this offseason so just far. Just tell us which receiver they get. <laughs> I don't have them getting a wide receiver at all. And this, okay, so my personal mock draft, I have them getting Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee, but obviously I put him on the Jets, um, where the Jets are. Um, just because I think they're just going to do it, and the, I'm following the rules of our mock draft, but I have this guy higher already. I had him going to Pittsburgh at 17. I'm going to take the Ravens draft corner Joey Porter Jr. Oh, my Lord. That would be crazy considering his dad played for the Steelers. Uh, I'd be a huge middle finger. It's like a massive troll job. Like I said, I don't – they could go wide receiver. They could get an Addison, a Zay Flowers, a Jalen Hyatt, if, they, if Jalen Hyatt wants to enter the first-round conversation. Uh-huh. I could have blown up this whole draft and said the Ravens are going to draft Hendon Hooker and tell Lamar to go fly a kite. Right, <laughs> right, right. But I just saw they oh. re-upped uh, Tyler Huntley's contract too, so something's going on there. Um, like I said, I don't, they're going to go offensive line, but like we kind of, I think they're going to go offensive line, but I don't really see another offensive lineman in the first round after, um, after uh, Darno Wright, at least in my mock draft, there might be some other one that's going to speak in there on draft day. But after that, it's pretty much it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Best right. available at that point will be Joey Porter Jr. All right, so we got the Vikings on the clock. Um, Side note, um, for people who are listening to this now, the Miami Heat just upset the Milwaukee Bucks. Jimmy Butler scored 56 points. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah, so the Miami Heat are one game away from eliminating the number one seed in the in the NBA playoffs. But continue. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah they, I've, I'm having a great sports day. Um. <laughs> okay, Minnesota. I don't think goes after um a receiver. There's a there's a decent a handful of receivers available. I don't think they're gonna go after one, even though they lost Adam Thielen. They could, but then it's like we know that Justin Jefferson is getting like eighty percent of the volume. Mm-hmm. We know that. But what they could they could use is a guy who can help their defense out because the defense is pretty atrocious last year. Um. So I think with this pick, Minnesota is going to take uh, Deontay Banks, corner from Maryland. That's a good pick. That's a very good pick. I had them giving um I had them giving Justin Jefferson a running buddy. I had them drafting Jordan Addison. See, I feel like if they draft a, a, a receiver in the first round, it's going to cause a little bit of issue. Or, like, it's going to yeah. be a guy that's going to go there knowing, hey, just know that, like, you're a first-round guy, but you're literally going to take the second – you're going to be the, the number two guy on our team. <coughs> All righty. 
So number 24, the Jags. Um, the Jags can assess a few needs here, but I like this one here because this guy can play numerous positions in the secondary. You can put him at safety. You can put him at slot corner, nickel corner. I think it's a good Swiss Army knife type of player to have. I have the Jaguars drafting safety Brian Branch from Alabama. All right. Okay, so we we are at the Giants here at twenty five. Yep. Um, <coughs> the Giants uh, definitely have a few needs here. One of them, I think, is going to be a wide receiver, and um, I think I'll kind of make this easy. The Giants are going to take Quentin Johnson, wide receiver from TCU. That'll be massive. They have their they have their choice at wide receiver. You can you can go Zay Flowers, Addison, Quentin Johnston. You know, you, they had Josh Downs. Like they have their their choice, which I think is great. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Alrighty, and look at that. We're doing we're doing both of our teams. Did you realize that? I did not. Like you did the Jets pick. I'm doing the Cowboys pick. Uh. Uh-uh. I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do see that. So, uh, good old big boys and big D. Uh, Marcus, you might like this one actually, and uh, because you love this position going in the first round so much, I'm gonna let you have it. You, the Cowboys will be drafting running back Jameer Gibbs from the University of Alabama. Huh. That's a pick that I feel like would only be a pick that Dallas makes, though. I could see the Chiefs doing it at the back end of the first round, kind of like – because to me, Jameer Gibbs is another version of Jamal Charles, a good stretch running back. Sideline to sideline, explosive speed. Um, I think you guys are still going to run a two running back system to a to a you know a way where Pollard is the number one guy, obviously, and Jameer Gibbs plays the Pollard role from the last few seasons. And I think it's going to work great because you have two running backs that still have a bunch of tread on the tires, so it could be a very explosive offense with those guys, and you don't have to rely on Dak throwing too much. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you want, you can uh you can share who you have the Cowboys getting in your mantra. Uh I think that they if he's available, I think that they take Darnell Wright from Tennessee. I, yeah, I think I, I was drafting an offensive lineman. <laughs> I, I, well, because, I mean, Tyron Smith is pretty much at the end of his career, essentially. And I think that they, mm-hmm. need, to, they need to find a guy who can either be that – be. Uh, we got to have another right tackle. And, That's fair. So, um, and you got to protect Dak and – you know, when they have a good offensive line, we just play a hell of a lot better. The run game is a lot better. The passing game is a lot better. And so, um, we've 
we haven't had the greatest O line or the healthiest O line, so you got to go back to the table, go back to the drawing board to draft one. Yeah. So. All right. So Buffalo's on the clock here with the twenty seventh pick. Um. So I I think that Buffalo. It might look receiver here. I think that they're going to look receiver. Somebody that kind of compliments Stephon Diggs. They're going to look at it in a way, but they but they also know that they're going to look for somebody that like they know that Stephon is like going to be again the volume guy, but also takes all the deep routes. They need someone to kind of like take the shorter routes or kind of take a little bit of pressure off them. So I think that. With uh, this pick here, um, Buffalo is going to take Zay Flowers for Boston College. I hope not. <laughs> I don't want them to have a good draft. Fuck them. It pains me to give them who I gave them in my mock draft. I only did it because it's fair. And I'm trying to be as professional as possible. You can't do kicker ever in the first round, Dan. I, I told him that I said, you know, a punter from the Naval Academy is a beautiful first round. <laughs> no, in all honesty, I I gave them Keely Ringo at the corner from Georgia. I think they're, I think oh, the Bills yeah, second, I think pick. the Bills secondary is atrocious. I think they need to assess that need big time. They need to get their secondary in order. I like that though. Um, so I got the good old. Cincinnati Bengals. This pick is fun for me because if they add this guy to go along with all the weapons they have already, it's just like it's like who who are you going to have to stop? Okay. To make sure you beat the Bengals. I have the Bengals drafting tight end Darnell Washington from the University of Georgia. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> that team would be ridiculous. If no one saw the tape of Darnell Washington, just watch the tape and that enough said. Can you imagine though, like for shits and giggles, if he went to the Chiefs though, having Kelsey? And... Oh, him. I'm not. Then the Jets drafting Aaron Rodgers just went out the window because we're not competing with that. <laughs> <laughs> if we run at the Chiefs in the playoffs, we're just not competing with it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I love that pick though. I love that pick. All right, so the Saints are on the clock here. Ah, oh, the Saints, man. I don't even like know what the Saints could use. I mean, they they the Saints could obviously do some. Uh, they could look to protect. They gotta protect Derek Carr, but then it's like they need they need pass rushing and pass rushing against like you know. Mediocre quarterbacks is always a good thing. To, it's always a fun thing to have. So, uh, I think they'll look at that direction and go Brian Breesy from Clemson. I like that pick. Brian Brisey. All right, so I got the Eagles again. Wow, my lucky fucking day. Um. This one's interesting. So, and like I said, um, 
when we when I did the tenth overall pick. This is like one of the most complete rosters in the NFL, if not the most complete. They went ahead and drafted by Bijan Robinson. Um, so right now, I think with the thirtieth overall pick, uh-huh. they're gonna start drafting for the future, and they're drafting people who are they already have veterans in that position. But these veterans are obviously the tail end of their careers. You know, guys like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I have the Eagles drafting Kalijah Clancy, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh at 30. Or uh, Clancy, I'm sorry. Kalijah Clancy from Pittsburgh, the defensive tackle. Okay. I think because Fletcher, you know, Fletcher Cox is coming to the end of his career. He signed a one-year deal. You give this kid, you know, a great mentor to learn from. Obviously, the you know, of course, Pittsburgh defensive, undersized defensive lineman. Everyone automatically jumps to Aaron Donald's. Not saying he's going to be like Aaron Donald, but kid can play. Pittsburgh, for some reason, produces really good NFL talent. You can't go wrong with pedigree. I think it's a good pick for them at 30. Right. Is it weird, though, Marcus, that like the University of Pittsburgh produces like really good NFL players? I mean... It's like a weird, co- like a weird coincidence. Tail of the tape right there, man. Like, but, but think about it. Like, think about the guys who've come from Pitt. Dan Marino, Curtis Martin, Revis, Connor, Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's kind of nuts when you mention all like those. They, in like, like, they, like they, they bring in some really good football players. <laughs> LaShawn Hello. McCoy. Um, all right. So we've got the last pick here um, with the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, I think they're going to definitely just pretty much make a simple plug and play, try to replace Frank Clark since, you know, he's no longer with the team. Uh, so the Kansas City Chiefs are going to select Keon White, uh, defensive end from Georgia Tech. That's a good pick. It's, yeah, it's exactly what it is, plug and play. So we only did one trade, Dan. We didn't really do a whole lot of – we didn't do any trades, and it was – the only trade that I did, which uh, we could see more. We may not see anything, but um, I anticipate seeing at least two to three, two at least two trades for the first round. Yeah, like trades are going to happen. It's just like for me it was hard because of like, you know, a lot of the trades I was looking at were like interdivision trades. Yeah, and that just doesn't happen. So Yeah. It's hard. It's rare. But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we completed our our final uh, little draft that we did before the uh, the season or before the draft hits um, Thursday. And then, obviously, um, I, we, I will not be available for next week, so uh, we will not be doing any recording until the following week or maybe just later on next week. Um which that probably will happen. We'll just do another one later on next week, like Thursday or something when I get back. But other than that, um, Dan, hey, uh, I'm sure you and I are going to be texting quite often about during the draft. And, um, oh, for sure. Thursday. Thursday's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. 100%. I look forward to it. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm definitely, definitely excited about it. Looking forward to it. And uh, as always, man, thanks for doing these episodes. It's I had a had a great time, and uh, you know, for those listening, greatly appreciate it. Hope you guys have fun. Hope you guys enjoy the draft.
Yep. And remember, guys, Thursday is only the first round. Rounds two and three are Friday, and then the rest is Saturday. Um, like I said, feel free to interact with us. I'm going to put up my mock draft tomorrow. I know I'm going to get – I might get compliments. I might get ran through by Giants and Eagles fans who live in my area, maybe even a Falcons fan. <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's the beauty of having a mock draft. You know, people are able to put in their opinion and feel – you know, they feel like they want a certain player and they're going to back it up saying, we want this player and here's why. That's why I love doing these mock drafts to have these conversations with people. Yep. Just don't be disrespectful about it. These are my opinion-based picks on what I think these teams are going to do. You know, if you think that your team is going to go draft XYZ player, defend it, and I may agree with you. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing your entire mock draft, by the way, so I will uh, pay attention to that. But... Uh, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, like maybe 10 o'clock when I get my first break at work, I'll put it out. There you go. Well, all right, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and head out of here. Obviously, we did an almost an hour and a half episode, but yeah, Dan, as always, thanks again for doing this. And uh, always, we will talk to you guys next week. Adios.